Welcome back to your Daily Dose. It's me, Nick. Ryan Goodwin is back with Bob and me to teach us a little bit more about the dungeons and the dragons. In this episode, he gives us a detailed rundown of what a dungeon master does and how he approaches that very important job. Enjoy. The DM is uh, uh, all the good guys, all the bad guys, the environment, everything else. Wow. Do you do a lot of voices when you're doing it? I have three voices, and two of them are the same. You know, <laughs> but I, I try to, you know, uh, make these characters feel distinct. So, like a common, like what I would think is a common element of it is you have you have a path that these players need to go down, and they can kind of go about yeah, it in kind one of objective a weird that might be clear, way. But yeah, they might be able to do that. But I, what I would imagine is a is an issue for somebody who may not do a lot of uh, improv is like, okay, I need them to go from here to here. I need them to find this map in this chest in this particular place, but they went right by it. So now what? You know, I would imagine that's like an issue. And you have to, as a DM, you have to kind of like, okay, so they didn't find it there. Maybe they find it here. Maybe they talk to somebody. Yeah, if I was, you know, the original question, like you're in this uh, town and everyone making investigation checks to see if you can find a thing you're looking for. And if they all roll really low, because that's kind of the the main, it's not just like, let's make stuff up. There's like this dice element involved to like a little bit of gambling. Like, oh, if you roll, you know, and you have modifiers to like make that number higher, depending on what your players, your character's skills are. Um, But if you roll low, even still, like you might fail the thing that you might even be good at. And in D and D, we call that failing forward, where it's like instead of being like, "Well, you lost. Sorry, uh, yeah, figure something out. Those. You don't have the information anymore." It's like, "Oh, we, you know, um, uh, you rolled in that one, and you fall on your face." Um, and another NPC that I might make up in the moment was like, "Helps you out." It's like, "Oh, let me let me help you out there, bud." Hey, what are you guys up to? And like now that guy can help you out. And so I've yeah. created, this, created this guy for the sole purpose of pointing them in the right direction. And it is all you working the story. It's you teasing out of the players what you need them to accomplish and getting them closer to because the dungeon master wants them to achieve the goal. I want my I want them right? to win. I mean so that's bad. it. That's so and I this is uh, I feel stupid saying this but I had no idea that it was a collaborative adventure. Mm-hmm. That really doesn't make it that does make it very much like improv. Even though, you know, we have a duel of fools improv competition, we know that nobody really cares who yeah. who wins, you know. Um and like and that might depend on what your players want, though, because I've played one shots of like, let's just, you know, you might want the game mechanic. There, there's like the meaty mechanic stuff about it. Like, these are my stats, these are my abilities, these are my attacks, these are the spells I have. And some people just want to play like a capital G game of like, this is what I can do, and I want to win in combat, and I want to finish this quest and get the treasure. Uh, and I, and you know, the point is, ideally, you discuss this with your players before you even start playing. It's like, what are you guys trying to get out of this? Uh, I like the, the the narrative aspect of it, but I have played the games of just like, uh, yeah, uh, not everyone can make it today, so we're gonna do a one shot as opposed to like the session we've been doing for weeks and weeks and weeks. We're just gonna play this one off and like we'll do like a little battle royale type of thing. So that can happen, wow. but eighty percent of the time you are collaborative and telling the story together. Are these, now are these all the same people that you're playing with over and over again, or are they different people? Um, yes, I've been uh, running a game with the, save for some people who've been in and out, uh, the same people have been playing for this point. A year and a half. Yeah, and what, do you have a, a nickname for the group or um, a name for the? Oh no, we didn't. We didn't name the party. The, <laughs> do you want us to do that right now without um, them? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll just tell you who's in the party. I'll tell okay. you their characters. I, I, I don't think you. that's important. I can just name them. 
Uh, no, okay. go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Okay. Tell us <laughs> so we have this uh, this this paladin. He, he kind of is like this this uh, holy warrior. He's kind of like kind of the, this protagonist vibe going on because he's yeah. he's the one rescuing the damsel in distress. I'm running a vampire adventure, by the way, called the Curse of Strahd. Oh, a uh, big spooky Ooh. vampire story. Um, and he's kind of like the everyone shares the light, but he's kind of got the most protagonist vibe. We've got Juva, who's a, a assassin. Is this his day job? He's like usually going around sneaking around. He's our rogue. Uh, and he's a trained uh, hitman. Uh, we have Zarus, who's this person who was raised by wolves uh, and is now a, a druid, has, has nature magic. Uh, and finally, we have Apollo, who's a man of the Morning Lord, which is basically this world's version of Christianity. And he's wow. a cleric. And so he's got wow. religious magic as well. So with that, what would you call this? this Pants. 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 Yep. I thought about that for pants. a while. Okay. Pants. Yeah. And like they, I feel like weeks I've thought about okay. that. Do they all wear pants by any chance? Um they do. Dude. I, wow. They do Did all wear mean, pants. Mic drop. That's the No, don't drop wow. their mics. Expensive. Yeah, these yeah. are pricey wow. mics. That's pants. I don't know that I'd call them pants. I feel like you have to get at the crux of the diversity of the group. Mm-hmm. That I feel like that's um that's they're different you know they're um well you got the you've got the uh the christian and the druid and the yeah. paladin and the rogue you've got these oh opposites. they're like got like differing ideologies absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so like one pant leg versus the <laughs> other pant leg pants and like your left pant leg doesn't think the way your right pant leg does yeah i don't think it thinks at all wow even more even more so <laughs> they're kind of at odds you know what yeah. i mean so call them odds and ends Ooh, I love that. Odds and I ends. I do like that. Odds and ends. I like that. Because I feel like that's that. They're and pants yeah. for short. Yeah, pants. Yeah. yeah. Well, it should be like that. The odds and ends. Dot dot dot. Pants. Pants. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, friends. It's Bob. That was just an amazing lesson in Dungeons and Dragons, capped off by an absurd discussion of how to name Ryan's D and D troop. I have to admit that the name Pants has grown on me since we recorded this episode. I feel pretty sure that's due to long-term exposure to Nick's crazy, stupid, brilliant ideas. I wonder if I should seek treatment. I'll ask my therapist the next time we talk about my relationship with Nick. Until then, thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love sharing our thoughts and our friends with you. We'll catch you next time.